Awesome. Come on. You know, we're about to move into a series. I think it's going for like, I don't know, five or six weeks. So if you're online this week and you're somewhere else, can I encourage you uh, over this series, make sure you, you, you come to the house of God. You know, we haven't really worked out yet how to like minister, how to, you know, Scripture talks about laying hands, imparting the Holy Spirit. We haven't worked out how to do that kind of real well across the camera yet. But uh, this series is about the Holy Spirit. This series is going to be about how the Holy Spirit is in us and kind of why He's in us and what we receive from Him. And I believe that He is going to be at work. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I believe there's going to be opportunity to, to pray, to impart, to prophesy, to see Him begin to work afresh in people's lives. So I love our online congregation and those of you that gather in that space. Uh, but if you can't be here, I would love for you to be here. And um, if not, we will do our best to, I know we can type pray. We can type pray online. So we're going to do our best to type pray and believe that the Spirit is not located to a physical place, but He's going to meet with you. Uh, so, yeah, why don't you just get excited in the chat? I don't know what that looks like. Is there, there's emojis, you know, like hands raised emoji or something. We love you. Uh, we would love to see you here if possible. But love this congregation of people. Family of Victory, you guys are awesome. Why don't you grab a seat and get ready for God's Word this morning? We're going to thank our team as well. Legends. Fantastic. Who's excited about God's Word? Yeah? That's good. You guys sound, you sound like you're alive. You sound like you're, you're ready to go this morning, ready to receive from Him. You know, Scripture teaches us about the, the ground and of being ready and of being fertile and being able to receive the seed of His Word. And, you know, that is our responsibility. We do our best to create uh, you know, opportunities and environments where the soil of your heart naturally gets stirred up. But ultimately, there's got to be uh, something that is inside of us that says, I want to be ready. I want to be ready to receive the Word. I want to come into this place where the Word of God is, is bought with the spirit of revelation. And I want it to land in my heart in a way that is going to change me. I just wanted to bounce off the surface. I don't want to have sat here for, for 30 minutes or 40 when Pastor Nate's preaching. I don't want to have sat here for that long. And, 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 and on Monday, it didn't, it didn't get in at all. It just bounced off. And it's like, well, I did church, but, but nothing started to take root in my life. Let's not be like that. Let's be, that, let's be a community that desires that the Word of God would go into our hearts and, and begin to take root and begin to produce in us uh, a fruit of the Spirit. Amen? That would be awesome. I'm, I'm ready to, to, to preach this morning, but before I do, I have a really exciting announcement for you. And uh, many of you who, who have, you know, been around, oh, we've got so many new people in our congregation, it's amazing. I've got to be careful, I don't assume people were here last year. Uh, but last year, towards the end of the year, we, we honoured and we celebrated Pastors Earl and Christina and the incredible job that they did leading our youth ministry for seven years, it was seven years, right? 
And, um, and in line with that, we, we prayed in and we released into the leadership of our youth ministry, Emily and Isaac Lindgren and um, Champions. They had their first night at youth on Friday night. I heard it was buzzing. I heard it was awesome. And I believe it's going to go from strength to strength. But, uh, you know, we told you that that Earl and Christina were, were just stepping uh, out of that so that obviously they wanted to have a baby and that's happened and, and Zoe is super cute and uh, I had a chance to have a little hold the other day which was super special. But we knew something was coming and truth be told, we knew this was coming last year but, but we wanted to hold it over to this year so that we could do a proper honouring and transition to the youth ministry in that space and, 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 and make that significant. But now we're in a new year and we're in a season where they are ready to step into what we've been praying about for about two and a half years, I think, like maybe even longer, three years we've been just praying and talking and what could it look like and what might it look like and, and when might it happen. But we've got a really exciting announcement for you this morning. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to invite these guys up. I think we have a microphone. Do we have a microphone? All three of you, I get to say that now. Come on, all three of you. And uh, so, so without sort of any further ado, because I don't want to take up my preaching time, but, <laughs> but you guys have got something super special happening this year, You're taking a big step of faith. Yeah. believe this is something that God has put on your heart, not, not just for the two and a half years we've been kind of talking about it, but it's a seed that's been there for a long time. Mm. And uh, we feel as though it's the right time this year. And I say this year because... There's a bit of flexibility around that. But uh, what's happening? You, you, you can announce it. You can do it. You can say it. Yeah, so over the I'm last... I'm going to step out of the um, shop. There you go. Thanks, Pastor Nate. So over the last few years, it has been a, a really long time. And it's been in our heart for... Well, my heart for like 10 years and you know, uh, everything like that. But um, we believe, and along with... We've been on the journey with pastors uh, Keith and Janet, who I believe, I believe is online watching, and now with Pastor Nate and Rach... Uh, I'm walking this journey, just trying to figure out what it means. Uh, but this year, uh, we believe that God has called us uh, to our dream and the calling is placed on us to go plant a church down in Melbourne, Victoria. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'm excited about that. The kingdom of God advancing uh, and spreading out and... Um, Obviously, excitement and nervousness all at the yes. same time in that, which I always say is the perfect indicator that you are you're doing what God has called you to because it's a little bit beyond your own capacity, but the confidence comes because you know God has said this. Yeah. Just not really sure what it's all going to look like. Um, and so... We, we, we have a flexible timeline with these guys. We wanted to let you know this is what's happening with them this year. Um, and we're just taking it as, as it comes. We've got some plans in place for what yep. it's going to look like for, for you guys to go. Uh, you're going to go under what we're calling the sponsorship of Victory, mm. uh, but not as a campus. No. So there's a little bit of difference in this. They're going to plant an a, a autonomous C3 church, yep. but to give them like the best support possible as a church, we're going to be sponsoring them. So they're going to go out underneath covering from us, from our board, uh, from you guys in prayer and encouragement. Yes, amen. Um, amen. And, 
and take the time to be able to find your feet, establish a, a foundation of, of a community um, with the full expectation that uh, you're going to go on and, and be this incredible autonomous church, reaching people in Melbourne for Jesus. And I've got to be careful, I don't, I don't say what it is, but I love, love the heartbeat behind the church and uh, the, what you guys believe God has said to go and do, and uh, we're super excited. So, Thank you. You can, you can ask them anything about it after the service, but I just thought we might, we might pray for them, obviously. Still believing to go and do this with a young baby. Uh, it, comes, it comes with a whole lot of questions. And, um, and, and you know, you can, you, can, you can go to a place of doubt, like many of us have when God calls us to do something significant. Um, we allow the physical circumstances to cause us to doubt and we pull back. And, and I believe God would say, you know, like if it's of me, Trust me. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so we're going to pray for these guys. Now that we've announced it, there's something significant <laughs> in that. And uh, there's something that's, that's like, okay, it's not, just, it's not just a little thing in the back room anymore. The whole church knows. And um, we'll, be, we'll be waiting for the, the date that we actually pray you out, which is, is coming and, and is in conversation. But we want to pray for you guys as a, you. as a family now, yeah, uh, committing to this. So can you guys just reach out your hand, really as a way of demonstrating that, this isn't just something that, that Rachel and I and the board believe, but you guys are a part of, of sending these guys out of this community to go and be, it's like a little strawberry runner, right? Like they shoot out and another strawberry plant pops up. But uh, let's pray for you guys. Father, right now, thank you. Thank you for the way in which you have planted, watered the seed. And Father, I pray over this whole family, all three of them now, Lord, that you would continue to show what it looks like to do this journey step by step, to have faith, Lord, to not have doubt, to journey with wisdom, yeah. but confidence yeah, thank you, Lord. in Jesus' name, in your provision, yeah. in your preparation, in the fact that you have gone before them in this. Yeah. You are still before them in this. Yeah. You're in front of them and you are fully aware of every need, and you, you are their source. Yeah. You are their provider, Father. Right from this moment, you're their provider. Mm. So God, bless them. Mm. I pray that you would grow in them, just continue to breathe on that flame until it would be just this, this all-encompassing fire mm. to go mm. and to plant and to, to create another space of your kingdom. Yeah, thank you. And gather people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless, bless you guys. Thank you, Pastor Nate. Thank All you. Good. Did you. Did you want to say anything? You, you didn't get a chance. Um, oh, that's okay. Um, we're just really grateful for um, Pastor Nate and Rach sending us out, supporting us, doing this journey with us. And um, it's, it's hard to leave people that you love. Like, we love you. We just, you know, it's not that easy to go away from people that you love. But... We really believe that Jesus loves the people in Melbourne and there are so many people there that need yeah. to meet him. And so we're just humbled to be a part of that and yeah. excited and all the every feeling you can think of, we probably feel it. <laughs> but we're very excited and grateful for you guys. So, yeah. Awesome. Legends. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Exciting. God is always at work. Always. He's, all, he's always extending his kingdom. He's always spreading out the place of his tent. 
And, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to get complacent. It's easy to be like, oh, well, you know, we got, we're comfortable here, we're good. But God, God actually doesn't value comfort. Did you know that? God doesn't value comfort. He values sacrifice. He values submission. He values this, actually, this is not my life. It's no longer I who live. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to curate and craft what I want in this life. Yes, He gives me the desires of my heart, but that's after I've laid them at His feet. And uh, we, can, we can so easily miss the incredible things God calls us to do in this life because comfort feels so much easier. And I, I wanna honour these guys that it could be really comfortable when you have a new baby to just sit back and go, oh, well, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't seem like the right time. But we, we knew this was the right time before the baby came. And that means that it's still the right time. It's still the right time. If, if God called you into something before you got married, doesn't mean he stopped calling you into that after you got married. That went pretty quiet. What he does is he takes, he takes the things that you lacked and he brings something complimentary. And between the two of you, it's like you have a, you know, I think it's Ecclesiastes that says one can put a thousand a flight, but two can put 10,000 a flight, right? Like there is an exponential increase on the capacity that you have when you step into the calling that God has placed on you as a one. When two become one, there is a calling that is on you together, but it will always involve elements of what was on you as an individual. It's all right, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. One who... Um, Want to also really welcome everybody who has kind of joined our family, our community over the last six months. I know many of you are online this morning. Some of you are here with us. Um, again, I'm just being blown away by how many people we've had. It's like people are coming every week to check out this, this family, this home uh, that God's building. And I want to welcome you to come to what we're calling our welcome party. So it's an opportunity for Rachel and I to, to meet you if we haven't yet, uh, for you to hear our heart about this house. Uh, we, we, we have a vision that this place would be a home for hope, that here we would be able to find hope, not a, not a, not a thing, but a person, the person of Jesus. And so I would love to welcome you. I believe it's on next Sunday uh, after service. There'll be food um, and we'd just love to have a conversation and say welcome to the family, welcome home. Um, so if you haven't thought about that and you'd like to uh, make sure that you uh, see one of us, uh, myself, my wife, one of our pastoral team, and just let us know. I'd love to be there. That would be great. All right. Here we go. This, this is going to be interesting. John 10.10. For the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and life to the fullest or that they might have a rich and satisfying life. One of the things that makes us, we believe, distinct as a community, okay, this is one of our distinctives, is that we are full of life. Three people agree with that, okay. We are full of life. Yeah, right, as a, as a people, we're full of life, not, not just because we have physical energy, but there is something else inside of us that causes us to be able to have life irrespective of our circumstances around us, that there is a something in us that gives us the capacity to, to keep going, to have perseverance, to, 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 to keep going when things are difficult, to have joy, maybe when we're not happy, because those are two different things, to have peace, even though there's uncertainty, there is something else within us that does not just, just rely on what we can conjure up just with good mindfulness thinking, although I, I, I value that in my life, there is something else. 
There is something else and it's in us and it gives us life. And so as a Pentecostal church, we do, we, 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 yeah, come on. I love him, Pastor Darren, come on. As a Pentecostal church that believes in the power of the Holy Spirit, watch out, I'll get an organ going in a second. We believe that we are full of life. In fact, we would define ourselves that way. We would say, you know what? If you want to come into this community, you're going to notice something. We've got life. We've got life and life abundant. We've got life and life flowing out of us. We're full. We're full to overflowing. My cup overflows, right? Let's pray. Father, help me to preach quickly right now, but not to miss what you want to say. Help me condense these notes into the one thing that you really want to give to your people this morning. In Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. So growing up, I used to love bodyboarding. Still do, don't get a lot of time to do it. Used to love like bodyboarding, surfing movies. Like I feel like I say this often as I preach, don't judge me, but Point Break, great movie. Re, the remake, not so good. Um, the, the original, right? But like I think about that, I think about Biggest Wednesday. Come on, who watched Biggest Wednesday growing up? Thank you. Yes, I see that hand. Come on. And uh, like the guy on the movie that used to like run along the floor uh, of the seabed in Hawaii carrying a rock, like he was my inspiration. And, um, and so me and my brother, what we used to do, we used to get into our neighbor's pool and uh, we used to get some bricks, right? Anyone else do this? Trying to like build up your lung capacity. And then we would time how long we could sit on the bottom of the pool holding bricks. Anyone else do that? Just me? Okay, yep. We've established long ago that I'm strange. That's all right. And, um, and, and, and who knows that no matter what I try in life, my brother has always just been that little bit better. Uh, this is one of the great frustrations of my life. And, but he would always, like, I would get like two and a half minutes. He'd get like two minutes, 35. Like, just, I, just, I, just, I just couldn't ever hold my breath as long as he could. But, but there was something that, that you learn as you do that, and that is what your body feels like as you are running out of oxygen, right? You learn the telltale signs of like the, the, the inner gulp. I don't know if, if anyone relates to this, but me, it's like you, you start to try to rebreathe what's already in there because you're not getting anything from outside. And you, you know what? I, I can do the rebreathe thing for a little bit of time, but I know that every time I do that, there's less and less oxygen available for the next, the next breath. And then you have like that final like kind of 10 seconds where you're totally out of the rebreathing, but you know out of like just gritting your teeth and putting up with the burning in your lungs, you can get like another 10 seconds. And I would, that would be the phrase, that would be the stage of, of that I would always lose. But, but first aid training will teach you that, that breathing is a key sign of life. It's a key sign of life. If we're, if we're not breathing, there's, there's a lot of trouble going on in our body, okay? But, but for some reason, we don't, we don't correlate that with the, the spiritual realities of our life. And, and, and we don't realize that often, not always, but often, our physical is explaining something of the spiritual to us. It's a, it's a mirror, it's, 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 it's a filter, it's, it's the spiritual is working through it, but we're learning things about, about the spiritual. Like, 
when we talk about being full of life, we're talking about being fun and, and full of joy and peace and those things that we can't manufacture just physically. You know, like you just put that smile on your face, right? That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the fact that something inside of you tells you it's gonna be okay. Something inside of you is saying, hey, it's okay. And so even in, the, even in the circumstances of life which take away emotional happiness and, 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 and physical energy, you have something in you that is stirring you on, something in you that is enabling you to keep going. And it's this passion, it's this purpose. It, it, I would even say that being full of life is the capacity to have healthy boundaries and self-control. Self-control is about being full of life because the right boundaries give the, the, the right train tracks for, for enjoyment and life. And you know, we can try to manufacture that. We can try to fake that. We can try to make it all like just what we put on on the outside. But true life, true life is not a physical source. True life, is, it comes from the Spirit of God. And it's ne- this isn't a new thing. This, this was all the way back in Genesis, right? Genesis 2 verse 6, it says, God formed man out of the dust of the earth. And then what did he do? It says he breathed on him. It says he breathed on him. I think I might have given the, um, the team the wrong scripture. No, there we go. No, no, definitely the wrong scripture. Sorry, guys. It might be Genesis 2.7. It says a man formed, God formed man out of the dust and he breathed on him. And what happened when he breathed on him? It says he came to life. He came to life. There is, there is something that we have to understand about the Holy Spirit and it, him, it, him as, I'll say him, him as the breath of life, true life to us. And the truth is that the story would go that, that then sin entered and sin, we know the wages of sin is death. It's not just death physically, like now we have an end of life, but, but it's death on the inside of us, this slow decay of the life that we're supposed to live with. We are now separated. Sin separates us from God. And when we're separated from God, what we're separated from is His Holy Spirit. And we are separated from breath. We're separated from life. That's why the wages of sin is death because death is the result of separation from breath. And so when we are separated from Him, we are dying and we are dead on the inside. There is no life, there is no breath in us spiritually. That, that wellspring of life that is supposed to be bubbling up inside of us, we have been separated and the connection of that was severed by sin. But then we skip forward a little bit, right? And we arrive at, at, at Jesus and we arrive at the cross. And the cross is amazing because what the cross did is it paid for any of that separation. And if you're here this morning and you've never heard that that's what Jesus did for you, that He enabled you to be reconnected to the very source of life itself, then I'm here to tell you that you have an opportunity this morning to connect with Jesus, to connect with His Holy Spirit and receive life in your innermost being. We're not talking about just a boost of energy like a Barocca or like a coffee, right, caffeine, right? Who knows that we, we, we live on caffeine because it, it makes us feel like we've got life or really you take the coffee away and we realise, man, I need more of Jesus. That's that just me, okay. But this is why salvation is called being born again. We've had two beautiful babies born in our community recently. And I don't know if you remember when your babies were born. I remember when my babies were born. And I remember that one split second from when they, when they emerged into the world and like everyone held their breath until they breathed. 
right? We held their breath until they breathed and their first breath, like, it's life. It's like the confirmation of life is there in the first breath. And I'm telling you that spiritually, when we get born again, when we reconnect to our life to Jesus, what happens is we get a spiritual first breath. Life again, I'm reconnected. Holy Spirit, and we see this even with the disciples in John 20, 22. I think I gave them the right one this time. It says, this is post-cross, okay? I know I'm going quick this morning, I'm sorry, but I've got to get to the good bit. Post-cross, post-cross, and the disciples meet with Jesus, resurrection style, and Jesus is like, hey, come here, you need something. You need re- reconnection to the breath of life. And so he says, he says to them, hey, come, 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 come here. And he breathed on them. That would have been bad breath, right? Like he's just come out of the grave. This is like, there's, 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 there's no eclipse mints going on right there, okay? Like, like I know some of you have gone down in the spirit because of the pastor's breath. This, this would have been 10 times worse. 10 times worse, this is death breath. Jesus has got death breath going on, but he breathed on them and he said what? He said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive this life, be reconnected to the very source of life that you need in you. And this is the great difference between this moment and when they were baptised in power. Because for every one of us that connects with God, we receive the Holy Spirit. For every one of us, there is a reconnection to the breath of God, life itself. That's what we get. The moment we say, Jesus, I want you, I receive you, boom, breath of life available. Gift of God, the Spirit is a gift. Receive it. We receive the breath. We don't need to work for it. We receive the breath. But then, then the disciples keep going and then they arrive in Acts and there's a moment where they are baptised in power and they are baptised in the, the, the abilities of the Spirit. Now they can prophesy. Now they can have words of knowledge. And, and we've got to understand that there are, there are two differences. There is the reception of the breath and that is like we need that. And then we receive that at salvation. But then there is a baptism of power. And they are two distinctly moment, two, two, two clearly distinct moments in Scripture. And if I can get through everything today, we're going to get onto the baptism of power in future weeks, and it's going to be fun. And we're going to, we're going to pray for some people in church, and it's, it's going to get wild. But, but we've got to understand that if we, if we truly see this in Scripture, that there is this breath of life available to us, we've got to understand that when we look at humanity, ourselves included, often... We could categorize, or always I think we could categorize people existing in three states, three states of being. Number one, there's those of us that have not ever connected with Jesus. Just didn't even know we could, didn't even believe there's a God. Maybe you're watching this morning, you're going through YouTube and somehow you found this and you're like, I don't even know if there's a God. I want to tell you that there is, firstly, and I would love for you to continue to explore who he is. But there's those of us that are living in that state of separation and therefore inside of us, there is, there is no life of the Spirit. We're living, but dead. And I know that sounds dramatic, probably because I'm dramatic, but, but this, that's the truth of Scripture. We are living, right? We, we are alive physically, but actually we are dead. And really what matters is the eternal element of our souls. That's the one that will go beyond this life. When we die, when our body goes into the grave, when when our body, our physical form returns to the dust at which it was made from, there is something within us that is eternal. It's our soul, it's our spirit. And and we've got to understand that that's what we do. Is that alive in you? Is that alive in you? Because the only way that becomes alive in you is connection with Jesus Christ. And then there is those of us that are living, 
but we're suffocating spiritually. We're suffocating spiritually. I remember another time swimming in, in, in a pool. This time I was with my cousin and we were mucking around. We were kind of wrestling underwater. And you know, like kind of when you don't really know life, things get out of control real quick. Like, yeah, you, you don't realize what's dangerous until you're in a point where you're like, wow, I was so close to dying just then. I had no idea, right? It was all my teenage boys. You're in that stage right now. You have no idea how often you do things that you're like on the edge of dying and you think it's like, what? We were fine. We were totally fine. Um, but, but I was swimming in the pool with my cousin and we were like wrestling and holding each other under and stuff. And he thought it'd be a great idea to get a towel and to jump in the water with a towel. And, and while he was pushing me underwater to wrap a towel around my head, right? So no, not am I just underwater, but, but even when I came up, I, I like trying to get a breath. I couldn't get a breath because I got a wet towel wrapped around my head, right? And you, know, like you start panicking, you're trying to rip it off and you're making it worse because you're pulling it tighter. This is how some of us live spiritually. And if I could be so bold, this is how too many of us live spiritually. Too many of us live spiritually in a way that we breathe once, maybe twice a week when we come here. And some of us, we breathe once a month. I love you, but that's, that's not the best way to live. Can I, can I encourage you this morning? I've been there. I have moments, weeks, where I struggle to connect with God. It's busy, I have three kids. Like, I get it. But as your pastor, it's important for me to tell you that is not the best way. That's not the way that God would want for you. He wants you to breathe. He wants you to breathe regularly with Him. You see, we have, we live like this, this connection because of salvation, but we're not connecting. We have connection, but we're not connecting. We've got it because that's on Jesus. He's made the way. It's always open to us. We can boldly come into the throne room. But for some reason, we don't. <laughs> we, we, just, we just don't. I could give you my five reasons why I don't but it's not as important as you knowing why you don't. It's like we live our life trying to hold our breath spiritually. I don't know if you're like me, me and my sister in the car, we used to drive through Sydney's like airport tunnel, like where it goes under the, under the runway, for those of you who are familiar. A little, little, little competition. You will know I had a lot of competitions in my life. You wonder why I'm competitive. I feel like it's not my fault. I feel like it was just pushed on me, but... Um, we would try to hold our breath, right? Like through the whole tunnel. Like try to hold your breath through the whole tunnel. I tried it through Sydney Harbour once, it didn't work. But we used to try to hold our breath as we went under these runways. And we'd be like, <gasps> and my sister would always beat me. Obviously I've got like some trauma going on about how people beat me. It's all right. But you get to the tunnel and like your first breath, it's like you're gasping. <gasps> <gasps> how so many of us come into this place. The place where actually, actually, this gathering is supposed to be the place in which we celebrate. It's supposed to be the place in which we all come to contribute to this communal celebration of Jesus, our Saviour. This is a place we're supposed to come to, to, to glorify Him, to make it about Him, 
When we talk about a party in a home, it's a party about Him. It's a celebration of Him and what He's done for us. But so many of us, we've been holding our breath for so long all week. We come in here and we're like, I can't give, I've got to breathe. I've got nothing left, I've got to breathe. I'm out of oxygen. And the beauty of the church is that you, you totally can. You can so do that. But at the same time, I want, I want to call you to a higher, a higher place. I want to remind you that God wants to have a relationship with you every single day, every moment, so that you can breathe and breathe and rhythm and in and out. And I'm telling you, when you, when you, <coughs> excuse me, when you find that rhythm, you got life, and you have a life and life abundant in you, and you have the capacity to journey through different circumstances, difficult ones, painful ones, because you're not reliant on the circumstances for the life. You've got a source inside of you that is springing up. It's welling up. You know, I could, I could spend time going into Ezekiel 37. I was going to, but valley of dry bones. You know what those dry bones, they're God's people. They were God's people. It says, it, 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 it says that their hopelessness caused their situation. Hopelessness. That, you know why they were hopeless? Because they had been exiled. They'd been exiled from Jerusalem. It doesn't take too much to bring that into our current situation and say, well, in today, Jerusalem is the church. We're the spiritual Jerusalem and we have been through a season where we have been separated from being able to come together. And I can tell you, it was so easy and still is easy to get to a place of hopelessness. To get to a place of hopelessness. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's you're trying to find a spouse. Or maybe, maybe right now, you, it, marriage is difficult. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Connect to the one who is hope. Don't try to just conjure up hope. You won't. You'll run out. You have to connect to the source that is hope and therefore is eternally able to give you hope. Hope of getting through this season. Hope of journeying through health concerns. Hope of having a baby. You know, both the babies that we've talked about in the last couple of services, both of those have been miracle journeys. Both of those have been years of praying and moments of hopelessness. But people around them didn't let them lose hope, stood with them, prayed with them, leaned back into Jesus. He can do this. He's got hope for you. He is hope. I'm telling you, hopelessness is one of the quickest ways to shut you off on the inside. And the third type of people are those of us that I think we all, we all wanna be. We all wanna be living and fully alive. We wanna be that person that's just got this joy in us. Walks around and just has peace to be able to give to people. Hey, you know what, it's gonna be okay. How? Ah, oh, look, I don't know. I, just, I, was, I was with Jesus, just chatting to Him and I don't know, I just all of a sudden I just know it's gonna be okay. I can't explain it, it's not up here, it's just, it's just in here, it's just, it's just in me. Peace, joy. Like I think that's where we all wanna live. 
Why? Because I think inside of us, God places a desire that that's, that's the life He has for us. When He talks about a rich and full life, yeah, we can talk about certain things, but I think ultimately it's about living no matter what is going on with joy and peace and confidence and a sense of, a sense of life and fulfilment and purpose and those things that come from His Spirit. And so, you know, funny story. For those of you who are here in January, Pastor Jez asked me what my, my word for the year was. And I was like, oh, it's rhythm. It actually wasn't. I went, went back and looked at my journal and, um, and the, the whole thing that I'd written was about breathing. It was about breath. It was like, Nate, breathe, breathe. And under it, I'd written, breathing happens in rhythm. And for some reason, I'd, I'd stuck on the rhythm word, but, but breathing Good breathing, breathing that brings you health, has rhythm. It's regular. Irregular breathing is, is a sign of something's not good in your body. Regular breathing, regular breathing. We breathe, we breathe in peace, we breathe out stress. We breathe in joy, we breathe out discouragement. We breathe in His Spirit, we breathe out our concerns our pain, our disappointment. You know, I want right now, I know that it's 11.23. I did my best. Some of you need an opportunity to breathe. Some of you for the first time. And that, that would mean connecting with Jesus. It would mean saying to Him, hey, I've been separated from you, I know. I know I'm not connected, but I, I want to connect with you. And if that's you, I would, I would love to pray with you. I would love to pray with you. I will be down the front here. I would love to just pray. It's very simple. It's just saying, Jesus, I want to know you. I want to be connected with you. But looking around for most people here, my guess would be that it's the second one. We're living. We're connected. Thank you, Jesus. Might have been all week since we, we breathed. Since we breathed. I'm wondering maybe, can we, can we do like beautiful name? Is that, have, I, have I changed song on you? Awesome. I know it's late, but breath is more important. 